Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Filibuster Freestyle. It's your buddy Gavin. This is part two of our 2019 NFL playoff teams as Game of Thrones characters podcast. If you didn't hear the abbreviated part one, which I put out yesterday covering uh, the Houston Texans, who are now out of the playoffs, the Indianapolis Colts, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Seattle Seahawks, who are also now out of the playoffs. Feel free to look for it on our feed, whether that be on SoundCloud, whether that be on uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or go to filibusterfreestyle.com, and there's a Game of Thrones HBO-related podcast section, and you can find part one there as well. This is part two. Coming up in a second, our buddy Dan Ruddle from Philadelphia. He's got to be getting pumped up for the Eagles game today against the Bears. He's going to help me walk through the remaining eight NFL playoff teams, starting with today's games and the four teams that got buys. Uh, a couple things I want to shout out before we hit the theme song and bring our buddy Dan into the mix. First of all, and I'll probably do this when he joins the show, but I want to congratulate Dan on winning the Fantasy Football Filibuster Freestyle League Championship this year with his aptly named team, the Valerian Steelers which is literally a morph of Game of Thrones and the NFL, which is exactly why we've chosen him to be our partner for this pod. Want to shout out places listening. Ashburn, Virginia, welcome back to the top of the podium. Boston, Mass., Sembo, Philippines, Tucson, Arizona, and more. But those were the top four this week. Top four countries besides the United States, Philippines, France, Canada, the United Kingdom, Egypt, Portugal, and Indonesia, that's more than that's more than the top countries, but that's the top top maybe the top third. Had a bunch of other countries listen as well. Much appreciated to those of you both here in the states and abroad who listen to the filibuster freestyle. Since you do, tell a friend about it. Tell them to go to filibusterfreestyle.com or tell them to go to Apple Podcasts. Search filibuster freestyle. Find the pod. Rate the pod. Subscribe to the pod. Much appreciated. Here comes the theme song, and after that, our buddy Dan Ruddle for NFL. 2019 playoff teams as Game of Thrones characters. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle. Ladies and gents, as promised, it's our buddy Dan Ruddle. First of all, Dan, happy new year. And second of all, congrats on winning your second ever. Filibuster Freestyle Fantasy Football League Championship. Congratulations, buddy. Oh, well, hey, thanks, man. It's been, uh, it, it's been a long road back to the top, but hey, uh, I, I, reaching the pinnacle of this mountain is really just the highlight of my year. So Yeah, so you've won two of the four well, championships. That's right. You've won two of the four championships. You're, you're in a quasi-dynasty. Uh, you've eliminated my squad both times you've won the championship. So, um, yeah. It's a bitter pill to swallow, but this is a fun little, t- you know, you and I have done this concept uh, of NFL teams as characters from Star Wars, from Always Sunny, and now our second time through with Game of Thrones characters. Um, That's right. Really, really quickly for everybody, if they'll remember, in the last two or three pods, we've invented a new filibuster freestyle sanctioned drinking game called More Inebriated Than You, would, than you Want. And if you hear a noise from something other than the confirmed guest, in this case, Dan Ruddle or myself, the host, you drink. And Dan has told me that his dog is right next to him snoring. I can't hear it yet, but if if it's Gus, right? Is the dog named it's Gus? Gus, yeah. He's an English bulldog, and I always get a kick out of people asking me if he sleeps in the bedroom with us because he snores louder than any human being I've ever heard. Or 
Bird snore. It's, it's quite <laughs> remarkable. That's hilarious. Yeah. So that being said, if anybody hears Gus bark, snore, or anything else, or any other noises, whether they're in Philadelphia with Dan or here with me in Charlotte, take a sip of whatever you're drinking, unless you're driving a car to work or something, in which case, hopefully it's coffee. <laughs> and if it's not coffee, yeah. that's on you. We do not sanction any kind of uh, underage and or drinking and driving type stuff. Never, never. Okay. Public well, service. Driving, absolutely not. Exactly. Okay. Dan, you missed the, uh, I did a part one yesterday, very quickly, it was like an 11 minute pod, I wanted to make sure I got my picks out there before uh, the Texans and the Colts kicked off, but who did you have quickly for the Texans, the Colts, the Seahawks, and the Cowboys as Game of Thrones characters? People have already heard my selections. Sure, yeah, I mean, for, alright, I'll start with, I'll start in the AFC. Uh, the Texans I had is Sansa. Uh, they, they were just kind of there. <laughs> they, they did not put up much of a fight, and, but like you know, they're relevant enough to be in the tournament, so to speak. But they just, boy, did they come up flat. I thought yesterday for sure. Um, the Colts I had is Daenerys Targaryen. Mm, interesting. Um, I think that they are. Yeah, I think I think I think the Colts are going to surprise some people. I, I would I would not be at all surprised to see them playing two weeks from now for the AFC Championship. I mean, I'll put it this way for um, you, to, just to help you help agree with you. They I think they're ten and one in their last eleven games. So good point. Sorry, good continue. Yeah, and they have Frank Reich, uh, which uh, you know I think a lot of people have uh, in Philadelphia have come to realize right now was a huge part of the Eagles winning the Super Bowl last year. Um, so I did I want to ask you about that. So I'm glad you brought coach. that up. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I I did want I was like you know, it, it took them a while to recover uh, <laughs> from not having him as often as the coordinator probably right. Yeah, it, it, they they appear to have righted the ship here, but I'm sure we'll imagine well, we'll talk about yeah we'll talk about that a lot I'm sure later but um, but yeah they they. I mean, he was very, very integral in the planning of their offensive scheme week to week last year. For sure. You know, they, they talked a lot about him playing, you know, the, the, the meetings with him and Peterson the nights before where they would map out, you know, they would, they would, I think most teams have a scripted first 15 plays usually in, the, in their game plan unless the wheels completely fall off. But Reich really had a lot to do with that uh, in the week to week planning. Sure. And so with, with, the Colts, and honestly, with a healthy Andrew Luck, who's kind of like a rich man's version of Nick Foles, um, yeah. they could be very dangerous, to your point. Okay, let's move on the to— defense is really good, too. For sure. Let's move on to yesterday's NFC game, Cowboys versus Seahawks. What'd you have there for picks? Yeah. Dallas are the White Walkers. They've been gone for years. They're back right now, but <laughs> everybody knows they're not destined to win the, in the end. Okay. Um, and Seattle— uh, I have as the House Stark, mm. um, not not an individual character, but a group of characters. In that, you know, they're they're a shell of their once truly powerful selves, um, but they still have a couple key pieces that can really sort of forge the way in the future. Those being Pete Carroll and uh, and uh, and Russell Wilson. That's and nice. Can, you know, on defense, Bobby Wagner. So you still have some key players there. Yep. Um, but they are not the, the legion of boom of yesteryear. Yeah, I found a similar way to tie that into another another one of the teams, but good pick there. Okay. Okay. So that's we've heard what Dan had for yesterday's games, and obviously with the Cowboys moving on as the White Walkers often do, and with the Colts moving on as uh, Mother of Dragons, or Aries Targaryen, hell of a pick by you there. Uh, we'll see how those yeah. pan out. 
all white uniforms. She's like platinum blonde. I thought it was fitting. <laughs> I love it. Okay, let's get to today's early game. L.A. Chargers. San Diego is literally still on the tip of my tongue, but I, I said L.A., but I wanted to say San Diego. And the Baltimore Ravens. Let's go Chargers first. Uh, who do you have for the Chargers? Um, this was an interesting pick for me um, because – I don't necessarily think this about the entire team, but Philip Rivers is the face of that franchise, and I can't get past him. Sure. Um, I have never really liked him, um, so I put him down as uh, Joffrey Baratheon. <laughs> he's like he's got this this crappy attitude. He's snarky. He's you know he's repugnant to people. He's a poor sport. He's a sore loser, and he reminds me of a, the petulant child that is Joffrey Bar- or was Joffrey Baratheon. So that's that's who I picked for the Chargers. Other uh, other than that, I th- I, I like the team. What an amazing pick. okay, I suppose. Yeah, but yeah. If your if your quarterback is a, a bad dude, I, I don't know if I can. I'm not on board. I, 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 it's hard for me. Ironically, I, I just watched a piece on the NFL Network where Kurt Warner talks about how much of a good dude Philip Rivers is. I would love to see a Kurt Warner uh, Dan Ruddle face off. I, I'm, I, I, ironically, I have heard similar things um, about him, like in private life. But man, like I, I just go back to. Do you remember the? There was an incident that he had uh, when Jay Cutler was the quarterback for the, the Broncos. No, I feel like we talked about this on a previous pod. We might have. I don't know. You know what? Honestly, Maybe it was the season preview. But yeah, I, like I, I just don't like him. He's got it. He, he's, no, I get it. Constantly screaming and yelling at officials, and they, uh, believe me, the officials deserve their fair of their fair share of sure. screaming and yelling at this year. But you know, he's yelling at people on his sideline. He's showing up his his receivers from time to time by you know yeah, calling get, them out. I mean, I think the Joffrey, the the, yeah, the Joffrey pick's a really really unique pick, and and you can back it up. Now, I I booked the Chargers as a full team versus one one player, and. Okay. Um, I've got them as Daenerys Targaryen, but while she was uh, still in Marine. So while uh, she was still in okay. Slaver's Bay. Because essentially, the Chargers are a displaced and homeless team that have to go east in order to, quote, go west or to win the championship. Because they okay. have to play all their games on the road. And even when they play home games in the LA Galaxy soccer stadium, they're essentially playing a road game. So they're kind of like Daenerys in Marine in that also. Her dragons were young. The cards were stacked against her. She wasn't even really beloved in her own hometown. Uh, but, you know, also, and then we'll go to the Chargers. They have terrible luck with kickers. People question their QB, like yourself. People question their coach a lot. Uh, but there is potential for greatness, as there was for Danny in Slavers Bay. They've won on the road, despite a history of not doing so this year. Nobody's sure how much trust you put in the Chargers or Danny at that time. But no one seems to want to face them, and no one seems to hate them, despite you know you not liking Philip Rivers. Despite so, my Philip Rivers so yeah. I've got the Chargers as Danny and Marine, which is they could just end up stuck in Marine forever, or they could they could make it back to Westeros, and I don't know which yet. Fair point. I like the take. Okay, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I think a team that both you as a Philadelphia Eagles fan and me as a Patriots fan, <laughs> this fan base and this team, not our favorites. Um, who do you have? Uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm fairly indifferent towards the Ravens. They're not in the conference. They're, okay. You know, I, I don't care that much about them. Um, 
you know, I've, I've rooted for them from time to time. My dad's a, uh, you know, grew up in Baltimore. Oh, okay. He's a cult. He's a cult hater. Um, but for some reason, you know, even though he's, you know, been a diehard Eagles fan for my entire life, he's a, he, he sometimes finds himself rooting for the Ravens. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm that said, I'm relatively indifferent to them until I'm like watching them in the playoffs or if I have a rooting against interest in them beating someone that helps the Eagles. Sure. Um, I have them uh, as the hound. Oh, interesting. Um, brute force. Yeah. Capable of doing very destructive things, um, and mostly on their defense. I think that it's interesting to see what's happening with Lamar Jackson, and I, I think uh, I think that um, I think that uh, they have. You know, a, a, I don't. I don't think that um, that Flacco gets his job back. I think that's that job is Lamar Jackson's going forward. Yeah. Um, but you know, I th- again, it's just like the it's the the brute force on defense that you've always seen out of the Ravens. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is about them. It's you know they've gone from having generational talent at the the linebacker position, going from Ray Lewis to Suggs. They got scary guys in the secondary. Eric Weddle is. I mean, I think Eric Weddle makes a big play today, simply as a statement for uh, you know to, towards his former team. I think he's really. Sure. It seems like there was some uh, discontent there uh, when he departed the, the Chargers back uh, in the off season. But yeah, I think that they uh, you know brute force. They'll okay. swing that big old broadsword and. You saw it in the regular season. They beat them once. I think they can beat them again. Got it. Especially right. at home. Yeah. In uh, at a you know essentially playing at 10 a.m. Chargers time. For sure. Well, I, I have the Ravens as house Stark, but after killing Littlefinger. So very. Ah. So the Ravens were left for dead with Joe Flacco at the helm. I literally watched them in person play Carolina down the street here in the beginning of the season, and that was when Cam Newton was healthy, and Carolina smoked the Joe Flacco Ravens. So, John Harbaugh was being talked about as not being invited back for next year. They were ready to be dead, which the house Stark, like you said, was adrift and not even close to what they were, you know, four or five years ago. Now, mm-hmm. enter Lamar Jackson and QB. Everything has changed. They find a way to win ugly and or survive to fight another day. I cite Jon Snow at hard home. Jon Snow getting saved by Uncle Benjen after the Night's King killed Viserion the dragon. Yeah. You know, House Stark now is reunited with Bran and Arya and Sansa, and they are slitting thing, Littlefinger's throat. They are cashing checks and snapping necks. They killed Ramsay <laughs> Bolton with their own with his own dogs. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And they're poised to recover from what looked like certain defeat. And, and so, to me, the Ravens are, as their team is saying, quote, right now, the Kings in the North again. Um, and the Steelers are the dysfunctional Boltons, is it looks like. Is that what they're calling themselves? Oh, yeah. They posted Kings last the week after they won Kings in the North with Game of Thrones oh, logo. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Wow. And that makes the Steelers the Boltons. It makes the Steelers the Boltons, and I like that a lot. So, um, yeah. anyway. I, I have... I have uh, ESPN on in the background here, uh, and they're they're doing it's on mute, and they're doing a thing on the. the it, it appears to be the the Antonio Brown situation. They're covering in Pittsburgh, and there's a whole gab fest about what they're going to do now and what the implications. Are. Yeah, only the only the Steelers and maybe the Cowboys or can can dominate the headlines. Tomlin. Yeah, only the, only the, only, yeah. only only those guys can dominate the headlines when they're not in the playoffs for being prima donnas. So anyway, um, right. Let's move on to two teams that are definitely not prima donnas. Um, 
Eagles-Bears, big game for you today. Big game for you today. Um, Monster. As a, as a huge Monster Eagles game. fan, defending champs, BDN, Nick Foles, St. Nick, whatever you guys call him, I frankly don't give a damn. Um, yep. Big game for the defending champs on the road against the Monsters of the Midway in Chicago. Which team do you want to talk about first in terms of Game of Thrones? Um, we can start with the home team, the Bears, and then I'll, I'll, I'll finish with the Birds. Okay, go ahead um, with the Bears. <clears throat> I have the Bears as the Ironborn. Ooh, yeah. Go Very strong, uh, under sort of burgeoning new leadership, and I think capable of uh, capable of doing some doing some damage here. Um, I think that defensively they are frightening. They might not be the '85 Bears; they are the 2018 Bears. But they, I mean. They are, they're really, really, really good. You know, having watched them play a, a number of times this season, like, like Khalil Mack is, I, I mean, people keep talking about. Lost Dan's audio there for a second. The case. What's that? No, I said we lost your audio for a second, but you're back, so that's good. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Um, no, it was very brief. I said that, uh, okay. You yeah. Know, I think that Khalil Mack, you know, being ranked as the number two edge rusher in the NFL is ludicrous. I mean, Von Miller was good for a long time, and he still is, but he's, I mean, what did he have? I remember the, watching the game that they played against the against uh, Green Bay earlier in the season. And, like, he just completely disrupted that team. Like, he beat that team. He beat them on, on his own. Yeah. So, um, wait, you, who, who did you just say they were again? The Ironborn. Okay. I had... I have the Bears as the Knights King Army with Khalil Mack being the new Ice Dragon, Viserion. <laughs> like it, Because yeah. that defense was going to be tough to defeat in general, but they were outgunned in terms of, like, enough game-changing dragons. And then mm-hmm. John Gruden gifted the Bears, just like Jon Snow gifted the Knights King by being a dumbass. And now yeah. John Gruden has a terrible team that he thinks he's got a 10-year plan for, and he's going to go to Vegas even though he probably won't make it there. And now uh, Jon Snow has given the Knights King a dragon, and that is Khalil Mack on this Bears defense, which makes what was going to be a great defense a special defense. We'll see if it's enough today and in the playoffs. But we yeah. didn't think the Knights King had a shot in hell against three dragons, but now it's 2-1, to one, and Khalil Mack to me is the, is the Siri on the ice dragon. Yeah, game on. Yeah, he's... All right. I, Eagles, man, what do you got? Eagles. I think you're going to like mine, Eagles. by the way. I'm just going to say that right now, but go for it. We might have the same thing because I feel like we're like-minded in this regard, but I think the Eagles are Jon Snow. Oh, we do not have they the same thing. Dead. That's okay. You do not? Or we do? I do not have Jon Snow, but that's okay. I think you're okay. right. I think it's a good point. Take it. Go ahead. They were dead in the water. They were they were lifeless. They got their teeth kicked in in New Orleans. They lost to Dallas in a game that, look, I I think a lot of opportunities for teams to win games that you don't need to blame officials a lot of times. But my goodness, I don't know if you saw that, but the the Cowboys were gifted a, a turnover, or well, they were, they were gifted a non-turnover. Right. Um, they, they fumbled the, the their, on the opening kickoff. There was a clear fumble. A pile of eagles climbed on the ball, and an eagle came out with the ball, and they said that there was no clear recovery. Um, and you know, the, the the Dallas went down, kicked a field goal in sure. that game, 
Um, so it was, a, it was a big point swing. I mean, because he, you know, there was a, they would have gotten the ball like on the twenty yard line. Even if they went sure. three and out, they could have. So, but that. I'm, but they were dead. Point. So, they, yeah, they were dead in the water. They lost that game on a horribly like just terrible luck. You know, and it was just like, okay, they've lost two games to Dallas. There's no way they're going to make the playoffs. It's just like there's no. Yeah, for sure. Well, no way in it. And then there was all this discontent. There was an injury to Wentz where he had a fracture in his vertebrae, and everyone was like, "Oh my god!" Everyone was like, "This was last year was smoke and mirrors. They're not. They're they're just. They have no shot. It was all it was all a dream, and it, the, the dream is over. And they're back to being mediocre. And then BDN comes in and wins three straight, then to end the get the East season, including against what is arguably one of the best one of the best off top three offenses in the league. Then sure. Beats the Texans and then you know. Yeah, but now what I would say is this. So they back from the dead, like Johnson. You mentioned Nick Foles, and Nick Foles is to me uh, the wildfire that Cersei used to blow uh-huh. up the sept. So this is a story for the defending <laughs> champs about the ability to hang on to power when all seems lost. And if you remember, yeah. Cersei was gonna basically lose power. Cersei was going to be in trouble. And all of a sudden, it's like, why isn't she at the Sept? There's Marjorie. There's the Sparrow. There's all these people. Yep. Next thing you know, Sir Loris. Meister Kyburn yeah. comes through and blows up the Sept with wildfire, and Nick Foles is the wildfire. This is Cersei and Kyburn blowing up all their enemies at once. The Eagles were having a classic Super Bowl winning hangover. Everybody was coming for them. Everybody tried as hard as they could. They seemed to have painted themselves in a corner that they had no plausible escape from. Then, in effect, the ineffective Carson Wentz was injured. Okay, you think he was hurt. I think he was, quote, injured. Fractured vertebrae in my butt. Yeah. I don't, and he was ineffective. And they insert Nick Foles. And Nick Foles is the wildfire. And he allows for an inexplicable change in momentum, just like Cersei's stunt at the great sept of Baylor. Nick Foles is the wildfire. Bang. Wow. It doesn't like matter. It. Either way, whether he's Jon Snow or Cersei, he's still in the game. Implausibly. Yeah. yeah. It was against all odds. Against all odds. You're a fan. I'm not of the Eagles. So two different takes on the same outcome, yeah, which is they're still in the mix. That's right. Okay, speaking of fans, that I, teams that I like and you hate, let's talk about the Patriots. Um, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I don't like the Patriots. Um, the Patriots, you, you want me to go first? You want to go yeah, first? go ahead. That's fine. All right. The, the Patriots are the Lannisters. Sure. They're a long-standing, a long-standing house of you know, immeasurable power. But they are in the waning twilight. Sure, yeah. Um, and, you know, I think that they, it, it's, it, if they have to play on the road, which they, you know, if they have to go to Arrowhead and play the Chiefs for the AFC Championship, I don't see it, I don't see it happening. Sure, sure, I agree. Um, so, yeah, but, Pretty cut and dry on that one. I don't have a, a whole lot of comments other than just you know, yeah, no, they're, they're the Patriots, so I'd never count them out, right? Um, but I think that there is some, uh, you know, Gronk. Man, I I give the guy a lot of credit for going out there and continuing to play, but like God, he's I, 
he might be in a wheelchair by the time he's 40 if he keeps up, if he decides he's going to come back and play another season. Sure. Well, I'll tell you what. Do you think he's coming back? Is that is that is that on the table? Well, the thing is that the the money they have to pay him next year if he comes back is nowhere near what he's now worth as a player. So he's either playing somewhere else, he's playing for a much less money and a restructured deal, or in my mind, he's pro wrestling, which I think he'll do. So, (laughs) which I think he would be great at. No, I, I definitely think. He will go and be a, a marquee, come show up every three or four pay-per-views a year, WWE guy. It makes way too much sense. Yeah. Unless he wants to be a make a million and a half dollars a year as a blocking tight end guy. And to your point, for what? He can probably make a million and a half a year doing Tide Pod commercials and being in the WWE. So I think he's oh, done. Yeah. I think he's done. I think he should be done for health reasons. So I actually yeah. came, I came down on this one as a Lannister as well. I wanted to preface it with this. We've done this in the past, and we've talked about the Patriots being, you know, sly like a fox, like Tyrion Lannister, or mm-hmm. maybe even I think you had them as the Knights King last year because they just seem I did like have them as the Knights right. King last year, yeah. And in, in a year's time, they, they're, this year I think that they are Jamie Lannister, and at the battle that he was with Lord Tarly and Dickon Tarly when Daenerys shows up with dragons. So it was season oh. six or seven. And Jamie Lannister thinks he has it all figured out, and then all of a sudden, three dragons show up, and he realizes I am frigging dead. Torching the the. I am frigging uh, dead. I have no guns. I have nothing that will do this. And yeah. the one thing I will say, and you 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 uh, alluded to it, is that uh, the Patriots are like when when the one-handed Jamie tried to charge Danny and and her dragon Drogon. And then all of a sudden, Braun came out of nowhere and tackled him into the deepest puddle of all time to save him from certain death. The only way the Patriots get saved from certain death is if they somehow beat the winner of the Chargers and Ravens, which I don't think is a foregone conclusion at all, and then the Colts somehow beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead, to your point, and that they somehow get a game in Foxborough for the AFC Championship. I actually think they're going to lose next week to the winner of the Chargers-Ravens. I'm saying it right now. I'm not trying to jinx it or unjinx it. They cannot stop the run. They are terrible. Yeah. Paper champion. Yeah. I mean, the Ravens' running attack is it's okay. And that, yeah, you know, and I guess with them having a guy like Jackson who's a running threat, they cannot well, stop yeah. running quarterbacks. Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah. would annually torch them as the Bills and Jets backup quarterback. They cannot stop running <laughs> quarterbacks. It, it will not. It will not go well for the Patriots. In this playoffs. And if it does, good for me. Okay. We talked about the Chiefs. Let's talk about the Chiefs. What do you got for Kansas City? No, I still got you. Go ahead. Gavin? I'm still there, man. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Your face is is frozen on my phone. Usually when the face freezes, just for everybody listening at home, you still get the audio. So we're good. (laughs) Very good. All right, cool. So Kansas City Chiefs. Um, the Chiefs are Arya Stark to me. Okay. They're swift. They are agile. They are they, they are shape shifting. They have so many different mm. ways in which they can kill you. They can come back and you know take the form of a. <laughs> uh, they, they they can put a Walter Frey mask on yep. and poison your army. They can. Slit the throats of you, you, slit your throat in your sleep. They've got so many different offensive weapons that they will just, you know, come out and hang 28 on you in the first quarter before you've even blinked. Sure. Um, you know, 
defense, I think they're a little bit suspect, but you know they've played well enough, and they, their front is very good. They have a couple guys. I mean, Justin Houston's always been very good, but then there's uh, oh, I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head right now. It's all um, good. But has had a monster year. He um, he had a big game against the Eagles last year. Um, he's one of the defensive linemen, but you know I think that they uh, they it would be. If the Eagles can't do it, it would be nice to see Andy Reid finally get himself a Super Bowl yeah, after for all sure. these years. For sure. Yeah, man, I would say this about the Chiefs. Missing Kareem Hunt, for obvious reasons, changes who they are a little bit, but they still have so many weapons. Um, this is my toughest team to provide a character for, but I came up with this. This whole Game of Thrones tale started on the Trident when young Robert Baratheon struck down Rhaegar Targaryen. And then mm-hmm. Jamie Lannister obviously killed Aerys II, the Mad King. If right. the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, I think that they are young Robert Baratheon in that Patrick Mahomes is just the gunslinger. No one, people thought they saw coming, but I'm still underestimated, and he still continues to amaze. Nobody thought Rhaegar Targaryen could get struck down by a mortal man, and he did, right. Robert Baratheon. So if they win, they're Robert Baratheon. If they lose, I actually think they're Rhaegar Targaryen, who was struck down, and here's why. Because Rhaegar is actually Jon Snow's dad. Rhaegar actually had a baby with Robert Baratheon's future wife, Lyanna Stark, because R plus L equals J. And therefore, even though Rhaegar was struck down, he eventually is going to win the war because Jon Snow is his son, and Jon Snow is going to be integral. And I'm just saying that Patrick Mahomes is definitely going to win a Super Bowl. He's definitely going to win a Super Bowl in his career. And so even if they don't win this year, they're going to win down the line, and therefore they could be Rhaegar Targaryen. So I'm splitting the difference there on how they do this season. But either way, it all comes back to the Battle of the Trident for the Chiefs. That math was interesting. I like that. Oh, that's not my math. That's out there. I'm just reciting. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. R plus R plus J equals R plus L equals J all day. Okay. So we got the Rams and the Saints left. Uh, who who okay. do you want to hit tackle first? Um. Oh man. Oh, why don't we go with the Rams? The Rams. Um. You know, let me come. Let me come back to the Rams. Okay, let's, let's go with the Saints. the Saints first. So the Saints I have is the Ice Dragon. The Saints are the Ice Dragon. They're Viserion. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and they, granted, they didn't play well down the stretch. Yep. I think that they really. Um, I think that the bye week will have done them some good here, um, but they they really. I think are just the scariest team that you know, and they're the one seed that are going to be playing at home the entire playoffs. And having to play in New Orleans is really, really hard. Yes, they're very, very good. Drew Brees is, you know, one of the greatest of all time, and I think that you know they have immeasurable potential to go and do really, really good things in the playoffs. So, sure, sure. And it's you know they. You know, having them having all those games is like the game, in in New Orleans is a game changer for them. No question, for lack of a better term. Yeah, I think they are. That's a great take. I have them as the unsullied. Um, Daenerys' uh, eunuch army from Astapor, uh, because uh, they seem to have all the weapons and a home fortress to defend. And I think they're a little one dimensional. They're a little bit vulnerable in certain ways, but at the end of the day, if they get to play on their home turf in the style they're accustomed, aka no gimmicks straight ahead, full throttle football, 
I think they can handle it. I think they're they're battle tested as anybody. They've won on the road this year. They've won at home. Their place is tough to play in, and unless they yeah. start turning the ball over, they're they're likely to outscore you, which is all that matters in the NFL. Even if defense wins championships, so I, I'm sure. with you. I'm with you. Playing at home is the is the X factor that they're not going to have to play outside again this year as long as they're playing games. Right. Exactly. All right. Let's go to the Rams and the big finish. The Rams are the Knights of the Vale to me. <laughs> very, very pretty, swift. They're very fast. What a call! Um, good for you. That's a good one. Yeah, and you know, I they they got the pretty boy McVay coach. They got Southern SoCal blonde Jared Goff. They're like you know, it's what you you know when you think of the Knights of the Vale riding in. They have like the the beautiful crest and the everything on their uh, sure on their on their flags and everything as they're riding in to save the day. Um, and you know they they kicked ass quite frankly <laughs> so I think that they've got a real good shot um, they got a real good shot to, to go deep in the playoffs um, I guarantee you they don't want to see the Eagles again no because so, I mean they they beat them last year at home and then as 13 and a half point favorites they got their doors blown off by them uh, at home again this year but uh, right. that notwithstanding I think if they have the right matchup and they're firing on all cylinders um, they can they can be really dangerous yeah, see, I just don't and, like the Rams chances against the Bears or the Eagles um, and I know that the Bears beat no. them in Chicago but I, I'm with you uh, I think the Rams are Oberyn Martell the Red Viper of Dorn I mean the NFL season is long and, dr- and fraught with peril, and the Rams came out of the uh, gates. They came out of the gates like Oberyn Martell. They were taking names. They were school in the mountain. There was no yeah. way they could be defeated. There was no way they could lose. They seemed destined for the Super Bowl. But in the past month, I'm kind of concerned that one of these NFC defenses might squish their heads like a giant grape. That and is a fantastic take. Fake band name of the week, Giant Grape, by the way. But anyway... <laughs> I had Jared Goff as a fantasy quarterback, and I've quickly had to go to a rotisserie of backup quarterbacks the rest of the season because Jared Goff was a friggin' dud in December. Um, yeah. I know they're playing at home. I don't think that means as much when you're at 72 and sunny in L.A. Um, well, they didn't defend home turf last year in the playoffs. Uh, I don't know. I, they, they, they're very dangerous. Is it just me, or does it not sound like either of those two LA-based teams are playing home games when they're at home? I mean, I think the Rams are more so this year, but not against like a Bears or an Eagles or if they're playing a Northeastern or like an old-timey, like multi-generational Midwestern team. They're playing at least 50-50, if not 60-40, the other team's team, and the Chargers are playing in like 80-20 situations. Yeah. So anyway, I think the same. It's amazing because people were saying, oh, that week 11 or week 13 game with, with, uh, with uh, Kansas City and L.A. was probably, and the Rams was probably the Super Bowl preview. And both teams are incredibly vulnerable since that, like, 58-57 game or whatever the hell the score was. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, the Rams could make it to the Super Bowl. The Rams could lose next week to the Bears or the Eagles. or uh, I guess they probably can't yeah. play the Eagles because the Eagles are the sixth seed. But, um, right. The Eagles, would play, uh, the Eagles would play New Orleans. Right, so it would be the Cowboys or whoever. But anyway, I mean, I think the Rams may be able to lick the Cowboys in L.A., and then we'll see what happens in the championship. But either way, I see them as a very much of an Oberyn Martell type deal where 
they came out swinging for about three months, and unfortunately, the season is four months long, and then the playoffs are another month. And I just think they yeah. did, and they peaked in week ten. And if they prove me wrong, so be it. Um, but again, if I'm looking at LA LA teams that I'd like to see uh, do well, I'd rather see the Chargers well because of how ironic it is that they're the team that plays in the twenty thousand seat stadium. They can't even fill their own fans. Uh, <laughs> Despite your boy Phil Rivers not being your favorite, I think it'd be an amazing story uh, if the second, the second favorite, probably the fourth favorite football team in LA after UCLA and USC and the Rams were to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's interesting. So, what are your what are your thoughts on like? I mean, obviously, you'd love to see the Eagles in the bowl again. Totally, you're an Eagles fan, but like, what's your what's your like? Why don't you pick an AFC team? Who do you think's coming out of the AFC? I think Kansas City does. Yeah, I agree. I think I think it's going to be Kansas City and the Colts playing for uh, the AFC Championship. But I think that Kansas City is just—I mean, there's they have too many ways to score. I mean, the the Colts played really well yesterday. Yep. Uh, defensively, and they they eliminated DeAndre Hopkins, and it's like okay. You can eliminate Tyree Kill, but then you've got other. You got Travis Kelsey. You've got. I mean, even da- I mean, Damian Williams. Yeah, their third string running backs actually came really out good. Of nowhere and is like a, is a monster. It's like they haven't skipped a beat. It's almost like they were the Steelers with Le'Veon Bell. It's yeah. Like, okay, you're not going to play. All right, we'll play James Conner. We, we can play James Conner, and he'll be the best running back in football until he gets hurt. And it's just like, so I mean, the, the Chiefs just have. I think they have way too much. Yep. Talent. Offensively to to not go there. Yeah, I got you. And it's like, and last year, yeah, defense wins championships, you know. But I think that they have, you know, the Eagles' defense last year. Eagles' defense was very good last year, but like, I don't think that they were top four. No, they, no. I mean, they they, they turned it, was, it on when they had to, and then honestly, right. again, in the Super Bowl, it was two teams that couldn't play defense, and and, and one got a turnover at the end, and one didn't. I mean, well, that's, that's what, what I was, was. going to say. There was one defensive play made in that entire game. Right, it was a track meet. <laughs> this is Brandon Graham. Like the rest of the time, it's like you you got to have the offensive firepower. I mean, I think that would be a really fun game to watch because I think that that could that the uh, the I think I think Chiefs and uh, uh, and Colts could be a very high scoring, high octane fun could be game a, to watch. Could be a fun affair. I mean, yeah. I would love to see. I would love to see a Saints-Chiefs Super Bowl because I think the Super Bowl especially, you know, you kind of throw defense out the window uh, most of the time in the Super Bowl. Uh, like an NFC yeah. Championship game might happen outside, might, you know, not this year, but it could. But, you know, the, the bear, you know, but it's 72 and sunny inside the Dome at all times, and everybody is two weeks yeah. off to prepare. It's a four-hour game. Basically, it's like two games with a giant halftime in the middle of it. So, yep. like, yeah, you could see 80, 90 points put on the board, um, just like we did last year. I mean, last year was a very high-scoring game. So, um, I, I have no idea who to pick, though. I would say this is the most wide open on both sides um, in a long time, just because of how, how the contenders in Week 12 all kind of came back down to earth. Yeah. And the Rams, the Chiefs, and the Saints a little bit. In, in oh, the- I know it. I had Drew Brees and Michael Thomas, the Drew Brees-Michael Thomas stack in one of my other leagues, and they buried me. Right, you went from playoffs. you went from guaranteed like fifty points a week to like uh oh, right? So anyway, um, yeah, man. So so we'll see. I mean, we'll see how the playoffs go. I wish your team, the Eagles, luck today against the Bears. That's gonna be a big one at four o'clock, four thirty today. Uh, yep. What are you doing for the game? Anything special? I don't know. 
I'm trying to dry out here a little bit in the uh, in, in the, the new year. New year. Yeah, I gotta, it's I tough. Gotta, I gotta make some life changes. So I think I, I think I might play it low key. We had we had some friends over last night and we talked about it uh, about possibly doing something. But I I don't know that we're gonna. I don't know that we're going to make any kind of big deal out of out of the game, but you know, I'll definitely be watching, and I'll probably be screaming and yelling. And as much as I, you know, in the week leading up to the game, since they clinched a playoff berth, I've said we're playing with house money. I'll be pissed if they lose. Oh yeah, I, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you one thing right now. You're the defending champs, and until you lose, you're the champs. So of course you're going to be yep. pissed because you because yep. it, it, it feels really crummy. When it's over, you know what I mean. And, and yeah. the, the only way it won't feel crummy is if you win again, which is which sucks. But that's what happens when you win. Like yep. you get a taste of it, and then you realize that nothing else tastes good. There's no moral victories. It's not fun unless you win. I mean, it's fun, but it's not enjoyable unless you win. Right. <laughs> it's a, it's a lot of fun to be so emotionally invested in something over which you have zero control. Right. And the people you're invested <laughs> in don't know you exist and don't give a darn. Yeah. It's right. it's, it's it's great, man. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's why it's a multi-billion dollar business. All right, yeah. man, stick around for a minute. We'll catch up. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to all the filibuster freestyle folks out there. Dan, thanks for being on, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me, Gab. Great to talk to you. All right, freestylers. A little bit of audio issues in that pod with Dan, but uh, again, thanks for listening. And uh, we are very excited about the NFL playoffs and our Game of Thrones picks. Let us know what you think. Uh, hit us up at Gavin Viano on Twitter. Or uh, you can actually email the podcast at podcast at filibusterfreestyle.com. Happy New Year for the final time. Next time we're on, it's going to be like January 10th, and it's no longer appropriate to say Happy New Year. But thanks to everybody who's listened to us so far. The show is going to turn four years old this month. It's been a fun four years. Thanks for listening. Please continue to support us. We really appreciate it. And please continue to spread the word about the freestyle. Always good to have more folks listening. Thanks again.